There's nothing worse than thinking you have something fixed and realizing you have to start all over again. It's the Doghouse Mobile Edition. Let's go. What's up everybody? It is Tuesday and we are looking forward to week seven and there was much rejoicing. Yay! Week six went really, really well. Um, I'll do another podcast tomorrow. I'm going back through there. I was hoping to have one up yesterday and have a better one up for today, but I've been working on uh, my garage door opener and uh, Trying to get that all re re put back together with brand new parts and stuff, and then you know it just didn't work. So fuck it, I'm just gonna have to go to the store and put up a new one. But I'm not gonna do that until Friday because I need to concentrate on all the football stuff. So that's where I'm at. Uh, currently working out building the spreadsheet up with the data and everything. So it's in progress. Uh, but for today, we're really kind of focusing on, you know, waiver wire. And uh, there's not really that much out there. You know, Robbie Anderson is definitely a guy that you need to pick up. I picked him up a couple weeks ago uh, for nothing, knowing that the Jets were going to go on a buy and nobody was going to be interested. So he is definitely a guy that you're going to want to get your hands on. Um, but he's going to be one of those guys that you're going to play it. You're going to play him strictly based off the matchups itself. Uh, this week they go against the New England Patriots, and I doubt that's really a, a spot that you're going to want to attack. Although I do like the Jets this weekend um, for their Monday night contest against the New England Patriots at home in New York. Uh, have a little bit of love for them. Don't know if they can fully pull off an upset, but uh, uh, they should be able to keep it close. New England's not looking all that great. And uh, New England in general, you know, if you talk about their players, holy shit. I mean, it's just a crapshoot outside of Edelman and Brady, whether or not you're going to want to roll them out or not. Um, Sony Michelle should have had more points. 
<coughs> Holy shit. Sorry about that. Uh, should have had more points, but of course, you know, Brandon Bolden comes in and digs out a, a nice little vulture touchdown, which I said I was going to try. Um, and it worked out. So, um, the only other guy that's really of major interest is if Jamal Williams is happening to sit on your waiver wires, he is somebody that you are going to want to grab. Um, and you know, if you're, if you're deep at running back, he'd be just kind of more of a stash guy. He wouldn't be a guy that you would roll out every week, but we need to keep monitoring, uh, the Green Bay Packers and their running game because this is definitely not just Aaron Jones's digs, uh, which is what I was concerned with, uh, going into the season, um, just because for as much talent as Aaron Jones has, uh, yesterday when, you know, he had a couple of mess-ups, he had to drop touchdown pass and he had a fumble. So they went to Jamal Williams, and uh, Williams just started ripping apart nice run after nice run. So um, they're, you know, Lafleur's not afraid to pull the trigger and pull Jones out, which really kind of sucks if you're a Jones owner. Because you'd really like to have a guy, you know, as your RB2 that has a decent floor. But from what it's looking like, it's a lower floor than what we were expecting. And uh, he still has that same ceiling, but it's going to be very much hit or miss. You're still going to start him anyways, but you just need to uh, be aware of that with your mindset that at any point in time he could fail. So, um, not a guy that I would, uh, necessarily, you know, try to trade away and get away from there. Like I said, cause he does have the upside. So, um, it's a guy that you're going to want to still play, but, uh, um, a little bit of a concern with Derek Henry this last weekend, Although, um, I'm not going to be overly concerned there if the Tennessee Titans decide to make the right move and go to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, it's looking more and more like the Mariota experiment has failed. And if they insert Ryan Fitzpatrick in there, that's only going to give the Tennessee Titans, uh, Opponents more of a fear that they do have a passing game, and it's going to get the teams to quit stacking that box up against Derrick Henry. Um, Henry would be a buy low candidate. It's probably the lowest that you're going to get him um, because if they make this move and it is correct that you know that's going to open up a little bit more lanes for Derrick Henry, you're never going to see this floor again. So uh, if you're starving at running back, you're going to want to try and trade for him. Um, probably wouldn't cost you all that much more than, say, you know, wide receiver two, more than likely even like a three. So kind of take a look into it, see who's available, you know, who's got them, what they need. If you have an extra tight end laying around and they need tight end, uh, maybe that's somewhere you can attack. So, 
Oh, another guy that you still want to keep an eye on is, and probably pick up and stash if you got your tight end coming up on bye weeks, is Chris Herndon of the New York Jets. Um, Ryan Griffin is not going to be their their tight their all you know their start be all end all tight end. It's going to be Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon has a rapport with Sam Darno. Um, he is dealing with a little bit of injury right now, and that's why he was inactive this last week. So um, he's definitely a guy that I would look to, and you're probably going to get him for absolutely nothing, uh, as everybody is. You know, seeing the Ryan Griffin thing and believing that he's a starter, and maybe, maybe one of your opponents will actually gravitate over there and try to pick him up instead, which will leave Chris Herndon open for you, which is nice. It's nice to not have competition because then you don't have to pay as much. So, um, Not, not that much else going on. I guess we could go back through last weekend a little bit while I'm driving to work here. Um, cash game quarterbacks all came through. Uh, Matt Ryan, uh, Deshaun Watson, and um, uh, Kyler Murray, uh, which was very good. We know that we can still attack the Falcons' pass defense. Um, with just about anybody, and they're going to score points for us, and and average, you know, should hit that twenty point that twenty point mark that we're looking for in cash. So uh, we're going to continue to keep an eye on there. Um, GPP quarterbacks, yeah, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was definitely the way to go over Mark Ingram. Uh, the combination of the running and the passing. I mean, you know, you get one of those rare games where he's actually able to get 100 yards rushing. That's what did it for him. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, Kirk Cousins came through. 30 points, I believe, was his mark uh, this last weekend. Of course, the ultimate stack would have just been... um, him and Stefan Diggs, who was a recipient of three of the touchdown throws that he had, um, and then he could have just built out from there. But pretty much, um, I'm sure if you did stack Kirk Cousins, you were putting Thielen in there as well. At least he got, you know, a touchdown out of the whole get, out of the whole thing. But uh, um, yeah, worked out really well. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he got the points and stuff, but he wasn't all that great. Um, it was a bit of a letdown. Um, definitely paying attention to him. Ankle seems to be bothering him, <laughs> and uh, now he's got a third. Now he's got a Thursday night matchup, which is doing Kansas City absolutely no favors outside of the fact that it's you know the Denver Broncos. Um, which we'll get into it running back here. But, uh, yeah, uh, he's pretty much a fail. Killed just about anything, everything outside of Tyreek Hill at wide receiver. So, but, I mean, you know, just kind of jumping ahead to, to Hill, that's the exact reason why, you know, you have the question of whether or not I should play him or not after he came back off of the uh, injury report. 
and that's exactly why you're you're playing Tyreek Hill. You're trying to capture as much upside as humanly possible. If you were able to buy low on him, hopefully you reap the benefits and you played him. Um, otherwise, you know you, you missed out on one of them great weeks. So, uh, running back, core four play, Chris Carson worked out fantastic. Uh, the guy I missed in that game was Nick Chubb, which sucks. If you could have, if if you man, if you could have, if you could have paired up Chris Carson and Nick Chubb together, uh, that's just absolutely glorious. Um, Mark Ingram didn't necessarily fail, but he didn't necessarily pass. It's kind of that in between. Luckily, he had a touchdown. Uh, that was kind of his saving grace out of there. But like I said before, Lamar Jackson was definitely the way to go. Um, Le'Veon Bell. It, Le'Veon Bell's kind of the same thing. Uh, not a fail, not a pass. At least he accrued a lot of points. Um, or at least enough points. Um maybe not to hit value, but not to kill your lineup as well. So that's kind of the way that you have to look on there. Now, Malcolm Brown. Now, if anybody listened to the podcast before that, uh, setting up their lineups, I did talk about that out of the three guys that could possibly start or you could use because of injury concerns, Malcolm Brown was the, you know, the bottom guy. And he started out well. He had 40 yards rushing on like the first on the first series, and then just completely got bottled up the rest of the way. And then they brought in Daryl Henderson, and Daryl Henderson actually didn't look too bad. So there might be a, a flyer guy for waivers. Uh, it would be Daryl Henderson if anybody's already dropped him. Uh, take a look at him. Uh, you'll probably still be able to get him for dirt cheap as uh Gurley should be back. So I would only put I'd only put like, you know, out of a hundred dollar fab, let's say, I'd only put like, you know, two bucks on him. That'd be about it. Cause if Gurley does come back, which is expected, then it's basically just gonna be Malcolm Brown backing him up. You'll probably see Henderson either not touch the ball whatsoever or he will be inactive. So um, let's see here. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook wasn't too bad. Um, another guy that didn't that didn't hit his value, but with him kind of scoring about the same amount of points as some of the other guys, it really wasn't anything that killed you. You got him for extremely low ownership in there. Um. Still stick by that play. Uh, just kind of sucked that uh, Minnesota got so far up on Philadelphia that they decided to rest Alvin Cook, which is a smart decision, but then put Alexander Madison in there. And, Al- and Madison was just ripping them apart. I mean, if if Dalvin Cook could have softened them anymore uh, for Madison, I, I don't know if he could. So... Um, Derrick Henry, back to there, uh, failed, 
fail. And now I have to take a look at, go back. I would still attack Denver with the running back. The only thing is, now what I was thinking about during the game was, is it quite possible that the only reason that a running back can do well is if they fear passing game. Mariota just, you know, just turd throw after turd throw and wasn't helping anybody's cause whatsoever. So that's really that really allowed Denver to focus on stopping Derrick Henry because they didn't have any threat of a passing game whatsoever until uh, Ryan Tannehill came in to replace him. So that's something that we're going to probably just want to keep in mind. Um, I'll take a look at it, go kind of week by week and see who the quarterback was with the running backs. But that's kind of my hypothesis of what's going on. It's just only, and it, and it makes sense too, that you'd want to have a decent passing game uh, to free up your running back so he's not getting stacked up on. A uh, couple of names are escaping me. So we'll just go down to the two old men. Um, one's not really all that old, but he's old for running back, and that's Carlos Hyde. That was the guy that I was the highest on of the two old guys, and he came through big time. He did have a fumble right out the gate, uh, but they, re- but he recovered uh, from that mistake, and Houston stuck with him, which only tells you one thing. They hate Duke Johnson almost as much as Cleveland did. So, this is Carlo Hyde's backfield. He doesn't have all that much upside. You know, he grinded out or whatnot. You get him in a perfect matchup, like, say, with Kansas City, where they can't stop a goddamn running back to save their life on the ground. And, uh, you know, that, that's a guy that we could definitely look to um, his price should stay low. Um, I have the prices entered, but I haven't entered in what the rankings are yet. But uh, that would that would kind of be my feeling on there. Um, that we definitely don't have to worry about Duke Johnson taking any carries or very many carries. And we can definitely start hide up in prime matchups. Uh, last but certainly not least, we have Adrian Peterson. The old man came through. The old man came through. He got over 100 yards rushing, um, which is fantastic. And uh, if I remember correctly, he scored a touchdown as well. I have to look back on that. I only I only risked it in one lineup with him, which really really sucks. So. Uh, it would have been kind of neat to have had the, at least for my write-up, it, you would have had the Carlos side, Adrian Peterson, uh, Chris Carson stack uh, for running backs. Man, you would have been running, you would have been living life all day. Wide receivers, we already talked about Tyreek Hill. He came through GPP play. Uh, core four play, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh not great, uh, but not terrible. 
Uh, so it's neither a pass nor fail. It was a good base, um, which is what we were looking for, especially on DK. Uh, he was perfectly fine. Um, get up in the higher end wide receivers. Uh, Julio Jones failed because he can't get in the end zone and he didn't get enough catches. Um, that's why I included Calvin Ridley, who's starting to heat up again. Uh, very, you know, you know, slowly but surely. Everybody keeps talking about fucking Muhammad Sanu, and it's like, quit talking about Sanu. He's got no upside. You can use a guy, use a goddamn Ridley. Moving on, you got DeAndre Hopkins. Failed from a, a value standpoint. Um, didn't necessarily kill a lineup, but um, he certainly wasn't really helping anything out by, you know, getting shut out of the end zone again. Um, it's almost like Houston's taking a, a page out of the Atlanta Falcons playbook and just be like, eh, you know what, let's just give everybody else a touchdown and leave him alone. Oh, I should go back to running back since uh, doing the D-Hop-Julio uh, comparison. Uh, Devonta Freeman. Matchup was good as hell on paper. And I had said in the chat, the only reason why, the only thing that's keep it, that was keeping me from using him was the fact that, you know, Edo Smith was there and they had a, a penchant for giving him the ball. But uh, it seems like they finally figured out a way to get Freeman involved in the offense, which is awesome. Because I have Devonta Freeman in one of my leagues. But um, keep an eye on the back. Keep an eye on that. Let's not 100% totally buy into what we just saw. uh, Because it was the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, But in poor matchup situations like that. Where you you got a total like defensive... Uh, breakdown for the other team where it's just, you know, you could go any which way but loose. Um, I, I don't mind the uh, uh, Matt Ryan, Devonta Freeman pairing from here on out, even if I don't include them in the write-up. But uh, let's just make sure it's defenses that, you know, you know, if they go... If they had Miami, for instance, then, you know, definitely Devonta Freeman. Let's consider it. Oh, other wide receivers. Michael Thomas didn't do too bad. He got, he got like, his 8, eight for 80. Um, so on a full-point PPR, it was really good. Um, Will Fuller tanked. He dropped a couple of touchdown passes again this week. So, I mean... Watson, uh, Deshaun Watson's going to him. He's just, he's looking his way. It's just whether or not he's going to get his shit together and actually catch the ball. We've seen this in uh, seasons past. Uh, Stephon Diggs um, had feeling as definite you could play him in cash if you wanted to. Um, and Diggs was kind of that borderline cash slash GPP, but if you listened to the last podcast, you knew I was more on Diggs uh, because his price was really, really good, and he was in a really, really good matchup. So um, it was a risk for cash. That's why we got the cash slice GPP. So if you're willing to tolerate some risk, like I had said 
before we had even gotten into everything. If you're willing to accept the risk on those players, then use them. If you're not, then don't. But if you're not willing to accept the risk on it, then we can't bitch on it either. And it's not like anybody bitched. But, you know, it's just kind of that whole coverage thing. But um, I didn't use them in cash either. So, and I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? No, I, I, I'm happy enough right here where we are. Um, you know, FanDuel lineup scored 130, and then DK had scored 150. So, uh, right in line with where I wanted to be. Wish my DK would have been a little bit higher, but uh, nonetheless, you know, it, it made money. So, um, a couple of names escaping. Oh, the Auden Tate, Tyler Boyd. Oh, my God. Did Tyler Boyd just fucking shit the bed? But Auden Tate, you know, basically came through. He was an extreme value again. So that was definitely the way to go. The best the best value guy, of course, was Terry McLaurin. Uh, ha- hashtag scary Terry. Um, two touchdowns, 100 yards. That was definitely the play to have. Um, did not have enough of him whatsoever. Uh, going to have to really pay attention. As long as Case Keenum is there, uh, Terry McLaurin is viable. Uh, the only thing is we just really want to watch this price because it's a terrible offense. So we don't want to pay too much uh, to get that. But he has upside, uh, especially with Case Keenum. Uh, oh, Preston Williams. Let's just cover that. Yeah, wow. Wow. He, he started picking it up in the fourth quarter, and I was talking to somebody about that. I'm like, just wait. Just wait until they sit back, and then they got to start keep throwing it. And then uh, Dev- uh, Devonta Parker got the fucking touchdown, and I was just like, God damn it. It needed to go Preston Williams' way. Uh, Would have had a way much better day if Preston Williams had scored that touchdown. Uh, Would have made I had I had I ran three GPP lineups. And I had all three cash as well on DK. And I think I had one on FanDuel that was cashing. But it was like a decent cash, not like, oh, here, I put in $4 and I brought back out 8 Uh It was actually, it was like, uh, it was like 60 40 and I think like 30 bucks out of each one for having all three in there. So, I mean, they were up there. They just, they didn't complete the cycle. So... Um, hopefully that improves uh, in the coming weeks, though. Uh, really trying to get my GPP play down, um, but uh, as long I, as long as I'm cash, as long as I'm cash in, in cash games, I'll be perfectly happy with it. Uh, tight end. Uh, cash, now you know why. Now, now you know absolutely why I said Hooper in cash, and that was it because that. That game just screamed, or uh, that play just screamed, uh, this is going to happen, this is going to be your best guy. Little did we know, that was going to be the one spot that you could not fade whatsoever. Um, came in at a very good price. The matchup, you know, of course, was awesome because they're 30, Arizona's 32nd against the tight end um, in both uh, DVP and DVOA. So it's really if you got a type flight, top flight uh, tight end, we're going to start it every time, and that's just going to be your only guy uh, coming up this week. Um, 
even though there would be some injury concern if Evan Ingram is starting, then we would go with Evan Ingram. Uh, I think that just goes without saying. I think we this is like our last week, I believe. I have to double check. Patrick Peterson's coming back pretty quick here. So unless he's traded, um, it's definitely something that we're going to want to take a look at. Uh, Kelsey failed. Um, I'm going to keep including him in GPP as long as Patrick Mahomes is upright. Uh, we're not going to have to worry about it this week um, since it's a Thursday night game, at least for the main slate. But it's definitely something of concern uh, for Showdown because he's going to be incredibly high-owned. He has all that upside, but the fact of the matter is it's just not getting it done. Um, and that's more on Mahomes than it is on Kelsey's. So, sucks. He paid a high price for him, and he's just not coming through. But what are you going to do? So, um, I can't remember if I had Zach Ertz. I may have. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, going back to wide receiver, uh, Elshon Jeffrey. If you get a top flight wide receiver... And the quarterback, you know, and the quarterback has to be decent. You know, we don't want a garbage a garbage guy like Mariota. Um, we are attacking Xavier Rhodes. It shows up in the spreadsheet. You can see it. You can see the matchup. It always comes. It's been coming up as a positive matchup, and that motherfucker's been getting burned. I had Allen Robinson the week before, and now I had Alshon Jeffrey this last week. That's a trend. But only if you get like a top, more of a top end wide receiver. You know, Alshon Jeffrey and Allen Robinson aren't top flights, but they're at least wide receiver two. You know, low end wide receiver twos. They're tall, and they still have some pop. Uh, maybe not as fast as what they used to be, um, but definitely that is that is a spot that we need to attack. Nobody is going to fucking pick, nobody is picking up on this, and that might be to our advantage. So. Let's continue to keep looking there. Um, tight ends, no, uh, go back to tight ends. Noah Fant didn't come through. Um, Will Disley got hurt. Uh, Torres Achilles is out for the season, so we need to pay attention. Ah, there you go. You need a tight end. You need a tight end to replace uh, Disley, or if you need a tight end for bye weeks. Uh, look at Luke Wilson. Seattle has not pulled anybody in quite yet, so... Um, definitely a spot that we need to look at. And then finishing up, uh, defenses, Dallas. I told you I was worried about it, but it was it was the cash game option to have because it was the Jets and um, the possibility of Darno coming back rusty. It didn't work out to the credit of the New York Jets. Uh, love seeing them win. Um, New Orleans didn't do too bad. 11 points. Fuck, we'll take that. We'll take 11 points all day if you're paying down. Uh, San Francisco uh, worked out. Uh, it was exact, and, and and it happened to be exactly what we were talking about. You know, there's an opportunity all the time against the Rams defense or against the Rams offense because there's something going on between the ears of Jared Goff, and he's willing to, you know, uh, and he's been sucking ass. Uh, most of the season now he had been getting yards, but uh, 
not against San Francisco 49ers, and we need to keep paying attention to that. We need to respect that. We need to respect the shit out of that, even if you're a Seattle fan. So, um, there's a couple things that I'm missing, you know, but at least I was able to hit a couple more waiver wire things while we were going through this. Um, like I said, I'll try to put a podcast tomorrow. Um, well, maybe, maybe we went through, we went through it a little bit, um, for the record, I put in about 275, I think, and that was all the way through, uh, last night's showdown slate, I did the primetime slate, put 275 in there, and I pulled back about 600 bucks, so, um, well over 2x, back in the positive again and that i mean that's really all it takes is one week so just keep staying the course keep doing what you guys are doing you guys are doing fine um there's a couple people that may need a little bit of extra help i'm always available uh most of the time as long as i'm not at at work and i'm driving my semi truck so but i'll get back to you as soon as i can on there but uh yeah for now uh I'll talk to you guys later. If not tomorrow, definitely Thursday. We got a uh, Kansas City to Denver game to talk about. Be good.